Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. <sighs> Hello, David. I'm, I know you're very uh, angry right now, Seth. I'm, I'm, I'm a little glad. hot. I'm, I'm coming I'm, in a little hot on this I'm, one. I'm glad you're recording, even though you're so beleaguered. Uh, that might be the right word. That might be the beleaguered. Wrong word. I'm, I'm definitely beleaguered. Yeah. Um. So, Seth is. We decided to record late tonight so that we could play as Joker before Spo- recording the podcast, since yes. he was supposed to drop today. Spoiler alert. And um, just letting you know that will not be happening because apparently everyone uh, and their mom and their little sister that bought a Switch also was looking forward to playing as Joker and the servers are still down. Because they are made of trash and always have been. But I mean, that's fair. We can talk about that later. But... I want to talk about good things because I have um, made moves in my life, Seth, to uh, accommodate. Wait, were, they, were they money moves? And uh, in, in some instances, yes, money was transferred. Mm. Um, money moves usually make you money. Yeah, I didn't make any money on any of these, but um, but I played. Borderland Tales from the Borderlands, and there's money transactions in it. Well, it's so, about it's it's about dang time. I beat it, and I, I absolutely loved it. It also beat what, me back. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? I listen. I don't know if I could stand playing another game of that type unless it was Borderlands. I have to be honest. I. I only recommend anyone play the Telltale style of game for some sort of franchise or medium that they absolutely love. I have no interest in going back and playing the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Batman one or the Walking Dead one or whatever other ones they have made. But this Borderlands one was so well written and so well done. That I enjoyed it very much and was very happy. Mm. Each episode was about two hours long, so I had to dedicate about two hours of my time to sit and watch. You can pause it, but I mean, if you you really break immersion, if you it's like pausing a movie. Yeah, you yeah, you can do it. You you've got to. to you've got to dedicate to the movie, and so. Realistically, it's it's two hours for each episode, five episodes, um, and it was it was very good. A lot of a lot of high tension because there's a timer on your decisions for some of them, and that is rough. I yeah, there was a couple of times where I chose something last minute that I may not have actually chosen if I had been given more time, but I, I'm okay with that. You've got to live with your decisions. And they, they, I know that they probably want you to play through it again, or maybe it's, you know, redo an episode or something if you can, but I, I don't have any interest in doing that. I, I want to stick to my decisions on that. So I, I don't know. 
I don't know if I could say that this thing is suplex certified. What? Um, you crazy? Because it's a, I don't. For me, it was amazing, but I don't think anyone else that plays it will care about it that much. Like that's, it's hard. I I can't recommend it to anyone besides people that love Borderlands. Mm, I don't like. Absurd. I don't like the game type. I still think it's it's not a very good medium. Mm. You know, you should probably uh, tell our listeners what the game type is. So it's it's the telltale game type where you sit and watch something and occasionally interact with it and move. Um, and you interact with the world by choosing what your character says. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure sort of thing. And that's at the end. Each, all of your decisions carry over episode to episode. There will occasionally be callbacks. There will be when you make a decision that seems pivotal, even if you don't think it is, it'll tell you that this character remembers you doing that. Um, and in some cases it's deadly and some cases it's not. <laughs> um, as I found out, but it's, I don't know. I really liked it. And I like, I loved it. Even I called Seth when I was done playing it because a lot of the stuff really surprised me and made me happy. But I, I don't know if I could recommend it to anyone besides a Borderlands fan, because I, I don't, I just think that it's not, I know a lot of people love it as a game type, but it really, if this wasn't Borderlands, I don't think it would have hooked me. Um, and I mean, there was also the added incentive that these characters are going to be in Borderlands 3, and I wanted to know them. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, what but, does it matter that to say, why is it important to say, if this wasn't Borderlands, it wouldn't have hooked you? Because it is Borderlands. And so it automatically has that kind of draw of that world in it. Right. Uh, so may, I'm mainly using that as a, an example as to, like, I wouldn't play the, like I said earlier, the Batman one. Or the, I wouldn't play this game type at all if I, you know, even though I'm vaguely interested in other source material. But I love Borderlands, so that's why I stuck with this one. That make more sense, maybe? I mean, I I I understand your uh, reasoning, but if you ask me, the game is a hundred percent suplex certified. Yeah, I just I can't recommend it to people that's, unless you love Borderlands. That's that's crazy to me. Who would play this besides someone who who loved Borderlands? I don't know. There could be people that would pick it up that that don't that that are just fresh to the franchise. And honestly, I think that would be fine because all the characters are original. They pretty much give you the backstory on characters that you need to know about. Um, yeah. Most of the locations are brand new, so it's not like you need to know a lot about that stuff. That's true. Uh, I don't know. It it I feel like it it works. Um. It works the best as a 
experience complementary to Borderlands games, but it, it also totally works, from, in my opinion, as a standalone game. Because it mostly is a standalone game. It doesn't really... It, it shares the setting of the Borderlands games, but it, and, and I guess the sort of humor DNA of, of the Borderlands games. But, you know, they're, they're, they're only tenuously connected in content. So, so let's talk about the game type then, because that I don't have as much of an issue with that. I have more of an issue with the game type. I, do you like that type of game, where you kind of um, just, because, like that's that's what I'm mainly saying. That's my main issue, is the type of game it is. Yeah, it's, I it's I, like I, a stealth game. If they made a Borderlands stealth game, I would be really frustrated and play it but i at the end i'd enjoy it but i would you know me you know i hate stealth games like i would kind of put myself through it because i like the franchise well let me let me put it this way it is essentially the same style of game of kentucky route zero which is like one of my favorite games ever so uh, uh yeah you do love that one i would say that Yes, I do enjoy the game type. Now, people have done those types of games better than Telltale has, even though Telltale kind of made a name with these kind of narrative-driven, um, uh, pr- not even narrative-driven, but just like exclusively narrative experiences. Um, and honestly, but and and Borderland, the Tales from Borderlands kind of bucks that trend because there are there are kind of actiony moments in it. Um, and stuff that you can fail with if you do not have uh, quick reflexes. But yeah, there know, was a little it, bit of I can't remember what the game was on back in the the Sega or whatever back in the day where you you know what I'm talking about like where you're the knight and you've got a oh uh, the and, dragon's tail or whatever it's yeah, called yeah 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 dragon's whatever yeah it's dragon's it's lair like, it's cer- dragon's lair it's certainly uh, more forgiving than dragon's lair yeah yeah for uh, sure I think. I don't. I think every game that's ever existed is more forgiving than Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah, S- Sekiro is more forgiving than Dragon Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Um. But so I like. I really I enjoy the kind of narrative stuff because, um, I don't know. Not all games need these huge action sequences in them, uh, and it's like the same thing with Life is Strange, and that was kind of critically acclaimed and and a, and a very big deal. So I don't think, to me, there's nothing wrong with the genre or whatever you would call that genre, because uh, people develop other developers have shown that they can make them work. Uh, well, not even work, make them shine. Um, and but certainly Telltale has had some duds with the the ones they have. But this game is is absolutely not a dud, uh, and I think it is a fantastic experience for anybody. Your mom, your dad, your daughters, your sons. Yeah. Great Aunt Ruth. So I, I beat another game while we were on hiatus, Sith. The the extra week long hiatus. Mm, what was it? I beat Captain Toads. Nice. And did you track all the treasures? I did track all the treasures. I beat the main campaign a hundred percent. And um, I I liked it. At the at the end of the day, it was kind of 
too easy. Um, I even tried doing some of the uh, extra stuff afterwards that people said where it got harder, and it it didn't really get harder. <laughs> but it was a great like turn off your brain and do this little puzzle type game. So I really cool. enjoyed it. I I would say because because of the co op add on and stuff that I would probably give that a suplex certified because I would tell people to relax and play that game. It's hard to explain without you playing it, but it's a, it's got a very easygoing pace. Mm. As a puzzle game, I kind of wanted it to be harder, but I did enjoy the experience it gave me, which was... It was like playing a Picross puzzle where it's, yeah. you know, there's nice, pleasant music in the back. And it, what you're doing is, I mean, it could be considered hard, but, you know, it's not like Celeste or anything, of course. Yeah, if you are. Um, I'm actually really excited. Uh, previews for next week. I'm I'm getting Katana Zero tomorrow, which I was watching some footage of that today. And that game just looks like it's going to make me so mad like Celeste, but I'm going to enjoy it. So I don't know if you've watched any gameplay of that, Seth. but I have. I remember when uh, SGDQ was going on. No, AGDQ was going on. Katana Zero was one of the things. I don't know if it was one of the sponsors or it was one of the things that was being promoted. So I saw a lot of gameplay of it. It looks oh, fun. Okay. Um, but we we also played a game together, Seth. And we I did. This is going to be much more positive than one of the last times we talked about playing a game together. <laughs> Which was usually when we play games together, it's it was Far Cry Five or Destiny Two. Yeah. And you've fallen off of Destiny Two, and we hated Far Cry Five. We did. So. But but how do you how do you feel about um, this remastered Borderlands that we've been playing? Well, uh, what can I say about Borderlands? That hasn't already been said. I feel like I've probably talked about Borderlands one on this podcast before. Um, you may have. You know, it's good. It's I I guess the the most notable things to talk about here would be the quality of the port. Um. And I don't know how it's been for you, but on my end, the it has been a it's been a little uh, spotty, is what okay. I would say about it. Um, okay. Certainly, visually, visually it looks great, except uh, when you're moving and everything kind of stutters a little bit. Um, and uh, the, the main... I don't I don't know. That's not happening for me. Okay, well, it is happening for me, so I can only relate my experience. <laughs> um, you you some, might uh, need to play offline a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do that some just to to see what the what the deal is. But I mean, that's part of it. Like, they had a big big issues when they launched it that they had to implement like emergency patches to make the the online work. Um, yeah, and even then, they just. They just vaguely fixed it. Like, they, they still are fixing things. Yeah. So there are issues. Like, um, 
whenever I go to a uh, a shop screen, all of the all of all of the stuff in in the inventory. Whenever I click a button, it all shifts places really fast and then goes back to normal. Um, what? Oof. Yeah, it's it's very distracting. Um, <laughs> oh, that sounds weird. Yeah, there's sometimes now I don't remember this from the original, but there are some times I uh, when I'm walking around and I am trying to walk past something and it just won't let me because it's like the hit boxes or or and for or the textures for the geometry of the world aren't the same as their visuals so like there will be a wall where there's not actually a wall but there's a wall next to it i don't know it's hard to describe that's happened to me no that's that for sure has happened we're like a like i'll be walking and then i'll stop but there's like right and you're like, like a rock or two on the ground and it's like why is this rock a wall basically yeah it, <laughs> it's really strange um so that i i yeah i've experienced that yeah also i've had major issues with the shooting um oh the one thing in the game that should be perfect yes and <laughs> one of it's a thing that kind of made me really enjoy borderlands um, just kind of like the way it feels to shoot people in it. And it's just, it's kind of off. Like I am standing still aiming at an enemy who is not moving with the reticle pointed right at their head. And then I miss like I've missed from point blank range and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I will say that there's, there's something about the shooting and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because we were playing on the internet or what it it could be i'm having less of the issue you're having i'm having more of an issue where like the bullet spread is wild yeah it's even when i'm aiming down the sights guns are just spraying it's spraying everywhere and it's like I'm not aiming at their feet. I'm aiming at their head. I know right. that I know that you know some of these earlier guns are not as finely tuned. Sure. Because we're in the early game. And you also but get it's you, not that bad. Yeah. You also get skills that that help your that help with that stuff. But yeah, I agree. There's there's something like it doesn't feel like it's tuned correctly. Yeah. I, I might actually, I might have to to load up the regular version on my laptop and see how it is now and granted that's different because you are using a mouse and so things are naturally going to be a little more precise right but i don't know i don't think it should be hard i i don't think there should be that big of a discrepancy of shooting a uh, a standing still target and seeing where the bullets go i i also had never i i don't have the note i i I know I meant to, dang it, and maybe Seth can look it up quietly because my keyboard is really loud. But give us a, give us a taste of that keyboard. <laughs> I've never heard of the studio that did this port. Yeah, what are they called? Um, hold on, I'll look. That's it up. yeah. You keep talking. Well, I I I gave you a taste of the keyboard. Um, I cannot. It's just. It's just kind of frustrating. Like this rock, paper, shotgun. 
No, no that that's is a that's website. a video game website. <laughs> I'm I'm here just looking at the internet. But yeah, it's it's so weird that the game visually is beautiful. It's blind it's, squirrel games. Yeah, blind squirrel games. I had never heard of them before. And yeah, me either. They apparently have been a developer since 2010. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I don't know why it's not as good as it should be. But what can you do? They've worked on a lot of games. I mean, they've yeah, they've worked on a lot of stuff. Uh, Prey. Prey, Sims 4, XCOM 2. But of course, who knows how they, much that was in. I mean, it, it seems yeah. like the this port was probably major um like a major project that they had that yeah. they had the lead on. So yeah, I don't know. Um I mean, it's it's stuff you can kind of work past, I guess, but it does it it has really kind of taken me out of it a, a little bit. Now, it's also it's always weird going back to the original game after having played one of the newer ones more recently um, because they really, like, presentation and and the way everything mechanically works in the game is all kind of different. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, some, some, it's, it's fun, but something about it, it feels off a little bit. So, so do you want me to tell you what i also think is off about it what it's the fact that gearbox learned how to make a better game after borderlands one and while the skills and stuff are cool in borderlands one you realize how much more useful and interesting the skills are in borderlands two when you go back to play borderlands one yeah so i only have the experience with the one character my bird boy mordecai who I am playing as again. Um and it if if his is anything like the other ones, um it is very true that the subsequent Borderlands games, being Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel, along with all the DLC characters were, that were in those, the the um action skills are a lot more varied in what they do and the upgrade trees um do a lot more to kind of change the way that they work. Um, whereas with Mordecai, his skill is he throws out his bird that goes and attacks somebody. It's very useful. Uh, and honestly, in my other playthroughs of Borderlands games, I have always, as much as I like <laughs> the other characters, I've always just wished I had something simple that like a bird to go attack a bunch of people. Um, but And you can like upgrade it to where... The, the like the damage does different things and you get health back for doing it and it and you can change the amount of enemies he attacks before coming back but it's always essentially that is the, just the same skill and so i i mean i would imagine that is kind of what it is with the other characters um of course i haven't i haven't played much of them and yeah so playing playing it it's definitely a a simpler game right yeah but, definitely. but i mean I'm... i like for a long time i held that 
I thought the Borderlands the original was better than Borderlands Two, um, and a lot a lot of that ended up being because of the um, the 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 kind of way the the story is told in each of them. I guess um, I, I wasn't a super huge fan of the the sh- the shift in in the humor style to in Borderlands Two, um, but I I do think I. I originally after playing both i did i did think that the 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 gameplay of borderlands 1 did still hold up in comparison to borderlands 2 but i think that that um that kind of gulf is exacerbated in this one because of (laughs) the kind of offness of about it right like i if if i could shoot people in the head i think i would be having a lot more fun time with it (laughs) yeah I, I can I can definitely hear you on that. Um, I don't know I I I loved Borderlands two and the pre sequel a lot and it it's so weird because I I actually implore people now I I'm gonna tell my friends um and and the listeners to play Borderlands one and realize how freaking different of a game it is than Borderlands 2 on some levels. Like, it's way bloodier. You're fighting yeah, that's, that's so thing, many... You're fighting so you many forget. creatures. Like, you're... I think that... I think it's a more difficult game, honestly. It is way... It is more difficult, for um, sure. Because you don't... You don't have as powerful action skills. The kind of... The, the guns are not... They don't have as much as the unique quirks that allow you to do different things. Um, and there's, there just seems to be a ton more enemies all the time. Yeah. And they're usually higher level than you, no matter how many side quests you do. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot different game. They, they toned it down a lot for Borderlands two, which is probably for the better. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a different game and I, I just didn't remember, uh, how, how different it was until, you know, playing it, of course. So, did you play anything else this, uh, during this break, Seth? Um, so I tried to, I well, I did get back into Sekiro a little bit. Nice. Um, now, it was mostly just to uh, show my roommates the difficulty of it. Mm. Um, because I simply have not had the time that is needed to put in to... Uh, learn to fight the final two bosses that I am up against. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm at the final boss and there's also one other optional boss that I can do. And both of them are basically the hardest bosses in the game. And so they, you, to, to beat the enemies in this game, you have to spend a lot of time learning and training your reactions. Uh, and right. I just have not had, had the time to do it. So every time I go, I just get slaughtered very quickly, um, which is, I mean, and it's still sort of fun because I guess I am learning a little bit at each time because there is, uh, by the by the end of however short of a playthrough, I, I, I think I have figured something out. So I, I think I could, I could continue at this pace and eventually do it. Uh, it would take a long time though. Um I've so, heard I've heard from some podcasts that the the final bosses 
almost just so hilariously unbalanced towards you that it's it's actually not even about learning fighting it. It's just not fair. So I don't know. I mean, the the final boss's attacks hit a lot harder than any other people, uh, and they seem they it seems to be unique in that it does damage through your blocking uh, and through your parries, which is kind of a dick move. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think I don't know that it's unfair because I I've seen a lot of people on my Twitter timeline like tweeting about coming to the final boss and their process working through it and then eventually beating it. So I know it is a possible thing to do. It just it just is going to require a lot of time. Um and I'm also scared because I've read I've heard that the final two phase stages of it get like like turns it up a notch. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh god, what am I going to do? Uh <laughs> but I mean, it's it's going to happen eventually, and I will be very excited when it does. But I just, like I said, haven't been able to, uh, haven't been able to put in the work, buddy, uh, to get it, to get that done. Um, but I'll get there eventually. I've also been, um, I've been back on my Tetris game, actually. Yeah, it, it of been, course. It had been a minute. Well, it hadn't been a minute. It had been a while. I, I, I'd had a little bit of a dry spell. Um, but I came back with a vengeance when they they ran this uh, most recent Tetris Maximus tournament. Um, I was straight up crushing it. Did you win? I don't know. I don't think they've released the results for the previous one. I'm going to be upset if I don't. Um, uh, Man, I wish I could be good at that. And uh, I learned today that the GameCube controller... Is not great for it. No, um, okay. Just because the the primary buttons used are in, are in kind of suboptimal positions, and you also it you have to use the D pad. You can't really use the joystick. Um, so it's sort of weird. But then again, I did win my first match using it, and I came in top five the other time. So I don't know. Like it doesn't feel great using it, but. I also have performed well, so I'm not sure. I don't know. That's where that's that that's my uh, that that's where I'm at though. I'm I'm I've been crushing some Tetris. Nice. And I would have been playing another game earlier, but of course. Mine actually just finished installing. Yeah, so mine did you, too. <laughs> if you let it keep trying, the they're they're working it out. 11.50 is close to 9. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's three hours later. <laughs> but um, they did it. Yeah, good job, Nintendo. Maybe I, I'm next kind of, time... I'm kind of upset about that now because I feel like I will be unable to summon some of the righteous rage that I had about it for when we talk about what's going to happen. It's It's mainly that updates like this should be done overnight instead of in the middle of the day where people are ready to, the moment an update drops, hit that del- download button all at once. Mm. All Essentially. Right. Let's let's not talk about it without actually talking about it. Well, we can move to it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, so we're, we're moving to the news now, people. We... We had a lot of game time in the past two weeks, and we're we're glad that you stuck it out and waited for a new episode. 
Um, now we're going to get to the news, which Seth was very affected by earlier in the episode. Now he's a little happier, maybe. Um, and mm, that maybe. the yesterday it was um, surprise dropped that Joker and the version 3.0 of Smash would drop today. Yeah, which surprise trailer. Include- Middle of the night. Yeah. It's like 9 Surprise o'clock. Surprise trailer. I was watching and... the magic getting <laughs> destroyed. Yeah. And uh, with that comes Stage Builder along with other things. Um, and among those other things is Joker and the Memento stage. Um, and uh, 11 tracks from the Persona series, which mm-hmm, is pretty mm-hmm. dope. And... So today at 9 p.m. was when the update was supposed to drop, and it uh, it did not. It I mean, it did, but... It did for some people. There were people <laughs> who got in there somehow really quick and, and were able to download it. Um, and then other people like Seth and I who tried to download it and the servers uh, crashed. Yeah, and it's, the whole it's thing been like was that. just... Really, uh, it was it, it it went to crap, real fast, and it stayed that way for uh near on three hours. Yeah, um, a lot of people on Reddit were uh, sharing the uh, Eric Andre meme of the "Let me in" outside of the White House thing, which is hilarious. Um, just hoping for this update to drop to their system and. Uh, hopefully it actually is working now for a lot of people since we got ours, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I, a couple of times, I mean, I know I told Seth a couple of times I got, um, an actual, like, I got like two or 3% in and it gave me a time for how long it would take. And then the update quit and it's like, Oh, come on. Are you like, how is it quitting mid update? So, yeah, it's not, uh, I don't know. I have I have thoughts. Um, we talked. We 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 had a little bit of a discussion about this before. Uh, I think the first thing you were a little, um, you disagreed with me about was that I said that something along along the lines of um, Nintendo uh, expects us to pay for online, and this is what they give us, um, which. It's I don't know, it's weird because they've for a long time had very bad online infrastructure and then they seem to still have that with the Switch but now instead decided that no, you have to pay for it for this bad online service. And then comes a thing like this and they show once again that their online system is terrible and but now for some reason we have to pay for it. I don't know. But you, but the thing is, my my main issue with this Seth is that you don't have to pay for online to get this stuff. Like to get the update, you don't have to be paying for Nintendo Switch Online. That's the that's where I'm coming from. Sure, but they're still they're they're still getting that money though for their online stuff. They, oh no, I I agree with you. I don't think it matters that you don't have to pay for the online because they are still providing the service that is not working. 
I mean, yes, they are providing. I just also think that they did not expect all these people to wait until exactly 9 p.m. to update their their game at the same time. And well, it just... Why would they not think that? Well, I get that, but why, like Bungie and Destiny don't think that everyone's going to buy the game at launch and then crash it. And, you know, this happens with everything that is very hyped up and excited. Like, people are freaking out about it. This like a, a spike to any system really jacks it up. You know what I mean? Right, but Bungie is not running the Microsoft or PlayStation store. Okay. They're not like that that's it like we're we haven't even talked about how the actual Nintendo eShop crashed on this. Like their whole online system went to crap because of this one thing. Like it, it's not just that Smash didn't work. It was that their whole system broke. Right. I, I'm actually interested to see what comes out as, like, if they talk about what caused this. Because it's, I don't know, there's got to be a large influx of people going to the shop to buy it, right? That's right. Part, that's got to be part of the issue. Part of the issue is a bunch of people trying to download the patch at once. Sure. Like, but between those two things, it it probably was like a perfect storm of just overflow. Which is why some people were able to get the patch fast, because probably the eShop went down first, and then the servers went down for the update. Because my Joker and everything were downloaded already, according to the game. I just didn't have the update that unlocked it, you know what I mean? Well, I don't, so, I don't think... I, I think you downloaded, like, access to it. You didn't actually download the data. I, awesome. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works, because apparently there's been stuff data mined in the game for, for, for a long time about Joker, so who knows? So, yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard. I'm, I'm much more lenient about it. Um, just because, like, I mean, especially with my own work, not that I want to get too far into my job, but I've seen like what a bunch of people visiting our site at once can do to a server, like an, an unexpected influx of traffic. And so maybe they just didn't expect the traffic to be this high, Well, which I, I agree with you is stupid, but it was just a miss, a misestimation on their part. And it probably won't happen again. I don't know. I wouldn't be and surprised. You can, and I'll I'll edit my audio clip into the next time this happens again, if it does. And you can make fun of me for it. Okay. <laughs> but I I don't know. I I'm much more lenient about it. I know you're you're upset, and you're you're justified in in how upset you are. But. I blame all the people that last minute bought it. You should have just bought the fighter pass early. Yeah, I don't think that would have done anything. Maybe. Because you, you don't have to go to the eShop to get an update. So, it's all the people flooding the eShop to buy it when it dropped. No, I don't think that was it. I think that had absolutely zero to do with it. 
Well, we'll see. I want. I want them to. I want to see what caused it. That would be gonna, they, interesting. They would never say that what caused it because the issue is that they didn't. They didn't have the the server capacity for it. And they're not going to say we messed up because our system isn't good. Yeah, that's also true. Oh well, Nintendo's going to Nintendo when it comes to online things. I I feel like it's kind of expected, even though it is frustrating. I agree that they ask us to pay for online. So, but at this point, it's obvious that we're really just paying for access to those Nintendo games. The NES titles. And that service is garbage, too. Really? They give you, like, two games a month. Uh, generally, one every three months is good. And they That's seem fair. to have already be running out of them somehow. Well, it's also because they're NES titles. I mean, how many? how much more great NES titles are there out there? I don't know. I mean... That they haven't gotten, that they haven't gotten to. I'm sure there are there are games out there that are not on the system for some reason. There but there are also all of their other their entire library of other consoles that are not available. Yeah. Maybe E3. Maybe something at E3. Yeah, maybe. We'll keep saying that about everything. Maybe it's coming. Maybe yeah. they'll finally give us the virtual console. Maybe. Maybe. So let's talk about things we are getting. And that is, out of nowhere, they announced today that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is going to have a release date of July 19th. Which is very smart of them. um, Because Endgame comes out this month. And that'll be a nice little lead-in to that game. Where you fight Thanos. Um... And the Black Order. How is a how would a movie that came out three months ago be a lead into the game? It comes out at the end of this month. Oh, wow. Okay, I for some reason thought this month was May. Nope. You're right. I'm off by a lot. Yeah. Okay. My brain is broken today. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll have like in the the Regal Twenty about Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something. I have a little trailer. And and uh, I believe it's called Nuvi now. Oh, yeah, the Nuvi. Maybe you get to play a demo by holding your phone up to the screen or whatever. <laughs> now that would be uh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's coming out July 19th. Um I'm sure there'll be some sort of cross promotion. You'll be able to see the trailer in the movies maybe mm. so they can sell a lot of copies yeah let's see other news reggie has a twitter now so um just please god don't tweet him about the server issues because he's not in charge of anything anymore he's but he's, yeah he's free from those shackles so leave him alone yes he's finally officially gone from nintendo yeah, it was a very bittersweet day on Twitter. Did you see all of uh did you see it all? Where he was like cleaning up his office and everything? Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of nice. See the original Teal DS? Yes. Or three D S on the, the Mario hands uh, yeah. and stuff. I remember that reveal. 
Yeah. And I was like, they give me that purple one, I'll buy it. Yeah. And then I did. And they finally did. And I still have it. <clears throat> it is beautiful. <laughs> so apparently uh, people have been going a little crazy because um, someone showed uh, a pic- an, Im- an image of a little piece of art that that Reggie was given by Retro Studios. Um, and the bottom left corner of it is suspiciously covered by this little Mario statuette. And if you look closely, there's this robotic hand sticking out from behind it. So there is some character on this image with, with like, the Donkey Kong crew and, and Samus. Um, and no one can actually see what it is. And so I guess the the sleuths have come out and are trying to figure out what what it could possibly be <laughs> i mean they're working on the new metroid right yeah but i uh, all the characters from oh wait yeah i don't know who knows i would have no clue even where that would be or what that would be from yeah no but, one does. I mean, I, I do. I love that he has like every amiibo in the world, and he has this giant, uh, like the the master sword and the stone and everything, and it's great. I love that his office was so fun and whimsical, and made me happy. And it, it made me very happy that uh, Doug Bowser tweeted about how he showed up to his new office, but someone had beat him to the punch and he tweeted a picture of Bow- uh, like a plushie of Bowser Jr. in his chair. And I love that. I'm looking forward to this new age uh, Nintendo Twitter that's going to be happening because Doug Bowser's way more active on it because he actually has one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Let's see. Let's... Let's talk about these PS5 details that were dropped today. Yeah, ray tracing. I don't know what that means. Trace I, the I've rays, read baby. about it. I don't understand it. It's it's the way the light works in the the frame or whatever. Yeah, <sighs> they're they're claiming it's going to be hyper fast, which of course because it's going to have a solid state drive. Like that's one of the things that if you want your gaming PC to be fast, you have a solid state drive. Yeah, you get that SSD. Yeah. And at this point in time, as much as like solid state drives are expensive, but I I don't even feel they're they're lowering in price already to the point where it it doesn't make sense not to have one. On I mean, outside of the uh, capacity issues. Yeah, it's they do have a lower capacity, but can't hold as I much mean, they're, stuff. They're they've they're already like one terabyte and two terabyte solid states. That's true. So it's it's getting there. Um the 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 one issue and I swear to god, I don't know like I I want there to be enough warning out there for people. Um hard drives will break. They do they do break. But solid-state drives will just brick, and you have no clue why. There's no fixing it. Mm. Like, solid-state drives just die. I, when I got my gaming PC, Sif, um, 
I ordered a solid state drive, which I have inside of it now, but the one that came for it in the box was dead on arrival. They, <laughs> I don't under, I, I can't explain the technology. Uh, Cameron probably could because he has vaguely explained, he's explained it to me, but they just will stop working. And um, they better have a way to switch out hard drives in these, this new generation of consoles because I'm sure it's all going to solid state where you can put a new one in because <laughs> if, if, I, if my hard drive just craps out and I lose everything and I have to get a new console because of it, I will be very upset on multiple levels. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, it's something that I'm sure that they're thinking of and they're, they're worried about, but, uh, I mean, I've just, that's one of the things that I've heard from multiple, multiple people like, yeah, love your solid state, but only put stuff you can redownload on it because they, they will just, they can just die and you know, it's just is what it is. Yeah. The they are hinting that this is I think they says going to be consumer friendly on pricing, which means it's probably going to be 4 or 500 like the PS4 was. Yep. And yeah. It's weird that they they went ahead and did this. <laughs> well, they did it on the same day that Microsoft announced their uh sad Xbox um Yes, the because Xbox they did. They did make sh- the, they did make sure to say that it is going to be disc based and it will have backwards compatibility with PS4 games. Oh, what about uh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go down that road of what about PS1 through three games. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, know? you can't really pop those in the PS4, but they are. But they there are some that are on the shop, so I'm sure. Yeah, those will still work since they work on PS4. But, yeah, I I still think that's a weird, um, a weird jab for them to make. Not not weird because it is good that there's going to be physical. Um, but I feel like this weird digital Xbox is more of an experiment, not a test for the future. Not not like a this is going to be the blueprint for the next Xbox. You know what I mean? And so. It's. I don't know, man. With the emphasis Microsoft has been putting on streaming, I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. I if, you know, if a lot more stuff starts coming to Game Pass and everything, I might not even be mad if it's all digital, which sounds terrible. But yeah, um, my ex, I just love Thirty Rock. The game, yeah, you know. But the, the Game Pass is such a good deal, and, you know, I I play games on there, and I don't know. Every time I, I buy a new game, I, I'm nervous if I'm going to get burned by it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mainly only buy games, like, brand new right away if I know I'm going to like them. Well, and that, you would be uh, very interested in a... GameStop's new program that they're doing. Oh, really? That you told me about. 
which yeah 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 i i i was going into a segue without even realizing it um but yeah the the gamestop's gamestop is testing out a new program for days gone which um this might actually bite them because this game could be really bad <laughs> um but they they're testing out this thing where if you buy days gone and you don't even have to buy it on day one. You just buy it brand new, physical, normal edition. It can't have any DLC attached to it. Um, you can, within 48 hours, if you don't like it, return it. And you will get $60 in trade-in credit or store credit. So you can't get your cash back, but you will get store credit to get other items in the store. So, this helps GameStop in a lot of ways, in my opinion, because I used to work there. Mm. A, you will probably use that store credit on something used. They already got your money, so you're just using it to get other things in the store. Yep. So, you'll probably get something used because you'll want something cheaper. Or, at this point, because of all the other crap in GameStop, you're going to buy toys. Because, and toys have such high markup that it's going to make them money. So more money than they would make on a video game. So they're, they're getting their money's worth on this, I think. I'm sure they hope they are. Um, it is going to backfire on them if a lot of people hate Days Gone and <laughs> they just, you know, bring it back right away. Yeah. I think this is a, this is, it's a cool idea and something I wish they had done before because I know that there have been times where I bought brand new games that I discovered I didn't like. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it's that often because I, I feel like I usually know what I'm getting into when I buy new games. It's usually buying used games that I uh, will get stuff that I don't have a lot of information about. But I think it's still useful. This is a useful... Uh, um, whatever thing, initiative. Useful little program. Yeah. Yeah. So. Especially for a game like Days Gone, <laughs> which yeah. no one really knows if it'll be good. Yeah, and I, I mean, I won't believe it's out till I see it on the show. That's true. So. <laughs> um, let's, so I want to talk about, uh, some other quick fire news real quick. Um, the, there's a. Picross S3 coming out on April 25th. They dropped a trailer on for that out of nowhere today. And it's going to include color Picross puzzles, which will be fun and weird. I saw the trailer and it looks weird. I don't know if... Have you ever played a color Picross game, Seth? I have not. Just a normal black and white. So it's like, a, yeah, you can imagine like, it gives you the numbers and colors and everything. Mm. It's it's kind of neat. Um, and there's apparently a ultimate Lego Star Wars in development, which would include the old trilogy, the well, the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and then this new trilogy that's wrapping up in December, which I bet that'll be a holiday title and it'll sell buku. Because those original Lego Star Wars games were really the top tier of the Lego games, in my opinion. Indeed. So. What if they made 
Lego Kotor. <laughs> that would make a lot of people mad that they didn't get an actual Kotor. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'd be in for it because I I have a weird fondness in my heart for the Lego games. I, I do really like them. Or like a so. Lego Star Wars, but it's the Thrawn books. Oh, well, those are... Oh, those... There are the Thrawn, books Thrawn books that are canon now. The new yeah, the yeah, canon yeah. Thrawn books. I, I need to read those. And we don't need to go down the Star Wars um, lore hole tonight because, I mean, there's the trailer and all yes, the other we, stuff. Yes, we there. do not. But shout shout outs to my boy Tyler. Okay. He's the, uh, he's, he's the Star Wars boy. Okay. He texted me uh, immediately after we watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That yeah, we don't need to talk yeah, about that. This is not a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, ex- unless it's Lego Star Wars or Battlefront yeah. or you know, or the or, other Star Wars game that we somehow have yeah. not talked about. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, that got announced and the trailer dropped Sunday, I believe. Yeah, um, just a story and, trailer, no gameplay. Although there was some sweet Titanfall wall running action going on in it. Yeah, there was. The moment there was wall running it, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, me I too. I was exactly like, oh yeah. Doing. I was rubbing my hands together. <laughs> this is it. This is on. Um, but they, it, it definitely is interesting. So a couple notes about this game. It's it's being made by Respawn. It is not going to include loot boxes or anything like that. It is being made in the Unreal 4 engine and not with Frostbite. And it's it looks really good. It looks really neat. It's in the time between episodes three and four. Yep, the Order so, sixty six era. Yeah, you play as a uh, a Jedi who is in hiding because he doesn't want to get murdered by the Empire. Right, but then they find him, presumably. It'd yeah, be kind of, of a weird game if you never got found. Or it would be uh that would be the way to win the game. Is you never do anything <laughs> to give up the fact that you're a Jedi. I I'm really interested to see if you run into any of the characters from like Star Wars Rebels or anything. Cause mm. the the whole thing is with these EA games and and I think it is why s- Lucasfilm eventually put all their trust in one developer company, development company, is that all the games have to be canon. Now. Yeah, they, that's what they, they want. want. Every, they they got a unified story going on. There's no more extended universe. Um, right. Everything has got to fit. And so I, I'm wondering if we'll see any any cool lore things in this that you know, stretch into other, like the movies and stuff. I mean, I imagine that we will, because it appears one of the main antagonists is, is one of the uh, Inquisitors from whatever yeah. show that was. Yeah, uh, Star I think, Wars, Clone Wars. No, but I think, I think it seems to be one from Rebels, I think. Oh, okay, one of the Re- uh, I think there were Inquisitors in Rebels. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, because... I don't know if it it would be the exact same character. It it looks like a character who is in one of the cartoons who I think was in Rebels at least a little bit. But yeah, I would imagine that stuff does happen um because I think they are 
it's probably easier to get the voice actors from the from the the cartoons rather than um, right. crossing over with the live action people. So I I would imagine that would happen. It'd be cool. Yeah, that was so. That was the one thing I still want to go back and play the campaign of Battlefront Two, um, but the Battlefront Two campaign is canon, and you interact with Luke and Han and all those characters in it, and so I that's one thing that I've always wanted to go back and and see. I still have that game collecting dust. I I played everyone. Hey, in I while. wouldn't be surprised if that girl is in there. What's her name? What what girl? From Battlefront from the Battlefront Two campaign. Oh yeah. Um, Who knows? Oh gosh, I forgot. They got name. some weird, made up name. A bunch of vowels put yeah. together that that aren't words. Yeah. You know, a Star Wars name. Of course. Um, and speaking of other, um, moves forward. This is a bad segue, which we had two really good ones. Um. Is there was so it's the one year anniversary of God of War coming out, and they released a dynamic theme and icons mm. for the PS4. Don't even have to pre order. Nope, you can just get it just for free. That. Now, if you are to look in this dynamic theme, you'll see some runes and stuff that um, at least I've been told via gaming news sites because I don't know how to translate them that they translate to Ragnarok is coming. Oh. So my question for you Titillating. Seth, be- because there's there there was a point in the interview that Corey Balrog did with Split Screen where he said that what made God of War take so long between iterations was they were working on the new engine. And now that they are done, they should be able to get them out faster. Do you think we'll get a tease at this? Do you think we'll get something like they'll do a state of play like they did? We'll get a God of War tease this summer. Uh, I don't know. I if if Sony was going to be at E3, I would say that would be something that makes sense. But they're not. And I don't imagine that would be something they would tease in a state of play video. I think it would have to be whatever their next big conference is. So I don't think something this summer is all that likely. Maybe something near the closer to the end of the year. Maybe something in the fall. Uh, game awards, maybe. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. Oh. I, I feel like that. Depending on when it's supposed to go, co- I don't know. I'm sure. By then, prob- I think by then, certainly, we would probably have to have seen something. Um, yeah. So, uh, Corey Balrog. Is it Balrog or Barlog? I don't know. I don't the know. Director, I said Balrog yeah. like Lord of the Rings. The, so. um, <laughs> yeah, the, the God of War director. He actually got in a little bit of a... He got himself in a little bit of trouble on Twitter because they... the I don't know if it was the God of War account or the Sony account on Twitter that posted the the news about the um the free icons and theme and and Corey, whatever his last name is, he said he tweeted something that said like and and more with like the uh the sunglasses emoji and so people immediately started thinking it was he was talking about DLC and so he had to 
come back on Twitter and be like, sorry, I didn't mean this. that was DLC. I didn't mean to fool all you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all those lands that we didn't go to, Seth, were right there. Yep. But okay. That game has aged well, in my opinion. Yes. In my heart. In my heart, it has. It's a great game. It's uh, the goatee. Um, now, um, another game that has aged very well in my heart, got a little bit of a um, sunglasses emoji sort of tease in that um, a Horizon Zero Dawn voice actor, that was a voice actor for the D- uh, in the DLC, um, said, uh, just like, just wait till you see what's happening in the sequel. And uh, which has caused a bit of an uproar because um, there's been no hint that a sequel is coming. There's, there's been no mention that this was, that they deemed it successful enough. To, I mean, we all assumed yeah. it was. It was a critical, definitely, it was a critical hit. Uh, it, it was an assumption that it was going to get a sequel. I mean, but it nothing. shifted over 10 million. Uh, yeah. I think it, it was pretty obvious a sequel was going to happen, but there had been nothing about it. And actually, the 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 video clip on Twitch where she initially said it did get deleted. So you know, someone was like, "Oh, you can't say that. They don't know about it yet. <laughs> they don't know." <laughs> uh, so those will probably be PS4 slash Five titles, you know, uh, in the future. Eden Versio. That's that. That's uh, the name. I knew because it it's was it's the same voice I. actress who who revealed this. Also does. Is also Eden Versio in Battlefront. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they modeled that character after her too. Yeah. Because it so. happened at a Star Wars celebration event. Oh, okay. That makes it's sense. It's all tying together. This is a yeah, Star yeah. Wars podcast and we didn't even this know. This is it. a Star Wars podcast. Oh, that trailer. Whew. Okay. So um I think that's that's it for news. We've we've done a lot. Yeah. Do you think we missed anything, Seth? Uh, well, um, Apex Legends project lead Drew McCoy he he said that they are uh, thinking of the possibility of working on a Switch port of Apex, which would be cool. That would be cool. That would make sense. Um, they really need to be. Th- thinking of ways to make their season pass more attractive so I play what I paid for. Yeah, I don't think the issue, I don't think the problem is the attractiveness of the season pass. I think the timing of the season pass was not very uh good for us. Yeah, that's also true. A lot of games came out. Yeah, and I had I not spent like 70 hours in Apex before the season pass came out, I probably been would have been a little more jazzed to to dive into it. Yeah. So they got a good ten dollars from me for free, yeah. basically. So, um, but yeah, I I'm really excited. Um, maybe maybe we'll do a. I, I think it would be fun, Seth, if we did a uh, out of the way like every once in a while we do some pop culture stuff. So maybe we'll do a a movie episode for Infinity War yeah. or something afterwards. We'll start or, diversifying our por- portfolio a little bit. As a as a bonus episode. We we won't we won't not focus on video games. No, but, I think what we gotta do is we gotta spoil Infinity War. We gotta spoil Endgame right at the top of that of the yeah, next yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> no we we can't we can't even joke about that because 
there's already videos out there. We're going to go. Like, le- oh, wait, we couldn't do it. Footage. We couldn't. I guess we couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. There'll be Wednesday showings, I bet. We'll go. No, there's not. No? I already tried. Thursday right. at 5. All right. Then two weeks from now, May 2nd, tune in for <laughs> the ending reveal of uh, Endgame. Yeah. We'll do it live, too. I'm, we'll broadcast. We'll broadcast we'll, it. Yeah. We'll call. We'll, 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 team, we'll team Facebook live. Yeah. What we'll do is we're going to call all the people in our contact lists and force them to hear it. Yeah. yeah. With no contact. Yeah. We're not even going to say hello just immediately. This is the this is what happens. Um, but with that, we, we appreciate you listening, and thank you for uh, – for sticking through uh, with a missing episode, and we're we're really glad you guys listen to us every week. Be crazy, and and with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye.